everyone. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of When I Grow Up. On today's episode, I'm excited to introduce you guys, if you don't already know her, to Grace Song. Hey, Grace, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Blair? I'm great. Thanks for joining me today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's a little bit um, like belated, I feel like. I, I have always wanted to have you on, but I know you're a busy woman, you know, like doing all kinds of things at your workplace that you're here to tell me about today. But also just a little bit um, of information for those that don't know who Grace is. Um, we are from the Atlanta area, if you're just joining us, and we actually um, go to church together, but not just that. Uh, Grace is the um, wife of our head EM pastor at the church that both of us attend. Um, so not only is she a mom, she's also a pastor's wife, and she also is a boss lady. And that's why she's here today um, to tell us more about what she does. So um, without further ado, Grace, like, tell us, what did, what do you do on your day-to-day other than all the other things I already named? <laughs> uh, so what do I do? Uh, well, my title, just to start off with, is a program manager. Um, and it's kind of a, it's an ambiguous role, I think, because it's more of a skill set than like a specialized um, skill. Uh, so a program manager is essentially a project manager that manages kind of a group or series of projects that kind of have a similar theme. So what I do is I work uh, at a company called Salesloft, and it's a technology company that services the sales industry so that sellers can sell better. And, and then that way, people on the receiving end have a better buying experience too. So um, I know a lot of times people think of sales as like cold calls and um, you know, being a profession that like nobody really wants to do and sales loft is trying to change that, make it more personal and relationship based. So what I do is I work with our, our most strategic accounts, um, for example, like LinkedIn, where, um, you know, we have um, a commitment and a relationship to them to not only deliver on the technology, but also different services that they need to make the user experience better. Um, and with these big companies, they have a lot of um, a lot of needs and like custom work or um, just white glove treatment that they're willing to kind of invest into. So that's where I get to come in and make sure we have like different project managers and folks um, and and just help us execute on what we're supposed to deliver to these customers. Okay, so I'm just going <laughs> to rewind a little bit because um, that sure. was a lot. Um, so <laughs> Sales Loft itself, right? The, mm-hmm. the, it's a, I guess not, it's not a startup anymore, but it's a tech company. Now, mm-hmm. I, was, I was telling you before the interview that I was Googling Sales Loft because mm-hmm. I, you know, not just from you, I just know that it is a very large company that has grown immensely over the years mm-hmm. since its, its genesis. And mm-hmm. um, it's a, very competitive company from what I understand but now is okay what I read and my the 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 thoughts in my head I feel like are not connecting but is sales loft like a is it a program that like your client like pays for or what I don't know it said the word that was used on google was platform and so I just Mm -hmm. didn't know what that meant yeah, I mean, it's a platform, it's a tool, it's an app, um, but 
It's essentially uh, functions out of Chrome. So it's a, it's a software that people buy um, and it layers on top of a CRM like Salesforce or What's Microsoft a CRM? Dynamics. What's a CRM? That's a good question. Uh, so <laughs> CRM is, uh, it's like a customer relationship management tool where, okay, okay. you know, people are trying to manage all the contacts, whether they're, they're existing customers or um, desired customers like prospects. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, like massive companies have thousands and thousands of contacts and it's really hard to manage. So SalesLab is kind of a tool that integrates into the CRM and it helps manage all the contacts and, um, you know, just again, make that buying experience a lot better and not just like random ad hoc, like spam messages that don't mean anything from like the other person's experience. I see. Okay. Okay. So and it's very complicated. Okay, could like, could you, could you I... like make it more um, like tangible for me? So like, could you give mm-hmm. me like, so you used LinkedIn, right? Uh-huh. But like, yeah. How does LinkedIn use sales loft then? Okay. Um, so actually let me pivot the illustration. Okay. Uh, for example, um, church, right. Okay. There are people that come through and, um, and people come and go, or there are people where if we're doing a, a certain type of um, mass outreach and we want people to engage with us, we might have like their email addresses, right? So let's say you have thousands of people that you can reach out to, but there might be a certain event that's coming up that you want to engage with a certain subset of uh-huh. those people. So if you know, you're know you like doing a children's ministry, you want to target people that fit a certain profile and send out personalized communication to say, hey, we're doing this this thing for Easter. We love, you know, if you can drop by or it's it's like a targeted campaign in some way, but um, more more on like the not like a marketing like blast newsletter, but, you know, just that one to one like communication where, um, you know, sales off will pull in like a contact mm-hmm. and there might be kind of like a, a template message like hey, first name, like, we'd love to see you come to X event. Um, But you might be able to see, like, that there's something going on in their company or in their life, and you can pull that in and personalize the message. Yeah, so you kind of customize that template to make it a little bit more real. Um, So when I see it as, you know, a mom, I might be like, oh, like, this person knows I have a you know, a five-year-old and a four-year-old and they're doing this event. Like I'm kind of interested. So again, it's, it's not just mass blasting, like the same communication to people, but it's, it's slightly targeted. It's slightly customized and it's, it's a little bit more meaningful. Does that make sense? I see. So that's where you were saying how sales loft is able to make, you know, the buyer and user experience uh, better for everybody Mm -hmm. because it has these different types of elements that it's difficult to do if you have thousands and thousands of clients. Right. So it helps to manage and scale everything. And let's say there's something you're doing really well um, and, you know, you're getting a lot of success. And again, you know, this is to help scale like a big organization. So if there's like two other like children's mini ministry pastors um, and let's say they're new and they don't know what works, but, you know, they're able to like, 
look at what you've done and, you know, kind of glean from your success, then you can replicate that and they can start kind of doing the same thing that you're doing. So it's like a rinse and repeat, it scales, and you're able to do it like at a bigger level with more people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> that makes sense. Man, I mean, I say the same thing over and over again in all my podcasts. It's like, I had no idea, you know, like those things exist. Like, um, that's really cool. Okay. So you, you were saying that you are basically a project manager, program mm-hmm. manager for sales. So do you have a team that you work with? I would imagine there are several teams within Sales Loft, but, um, specifically what is what does your day-to-day look like what does that consist of so I work with everyone else in our organization oh really Um, (laughs) (laughs) okay my assumptions were incorrect it's okay um yeah so project management and project managers by nature they they work in cross-functional teams a lot of times so for me I'll work with like our sales executives, um, our like people, like once you close the deal and you buy the software, there's people that do the implementation or onboarding of those clients. So I'll work with those consultants. And then once, you know, a customer is fully onboarded and all their technical stuff is, you know, squared away, um, they'll transition over into like the customer success. Mm -hmm. So kind of like the account manager role. So I work with all those people for each account. So for LinkedIn, we have a program team, and then I help manage all those people internally, as well as the client side of the program team to make sure we're all like in sync and in communication and everybody knows what's coming up. We can prepare for it, plan for it. So we'll have like multiple series of project plans to make sure that ultimately the the customer is successful and that we're executing seamlessly. So basically you're just making sure everyone is doing their job to yes. get get it done and yes. deliver. Yes. That is a humongous job. <laughs> but I just like to say um what I know about Grace is that um, this is her forte. Like, this is, like, no false humility. Like, she is good at what she does. Like, I know that um, whenever there's a ministry meeting or something, like, I can always count on Grace to, like, duck, duck, you know, like, check things <laughs> off the list and make sure that everyone is on the same page and not only that, doing it efficiently. So um, I, what I really would love to know is, like, Is this something that you kind of fell into or how did you get into project management in this capacity Mm -hmm. um, for such a large company as well? I guess, can you take me back back to the beginning, like even your college days? Right, right. No, this is the part where I get really excited uh, to tell my story because project management was not something that I knew about. And... um, it was something where I was like, I wish somebody would have told me in college that this is a thing. Um, <clears throat> so my background is I, I studied business and um, I doubled in management and marketing. And um, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but, you know, I, I had an interest in business. I, I figured it was a really practical major. Um, and, you know, what you, you can find a job anywhere with a business degree, I think coming out of college. So 
um, being the practical person that I am. <laughs> that's that's what I studied. Um, and then once I graduated, uh, I I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Uh, I thought maybe like maybe God will call me to missions and I can do business in the mission field. Mm. Um, and that that didn't quite happen. Uh, I mean, I got to go and serve like out in Korea and do like a little English Bible camp thing. And, you know, that's where Joe and I became really good friends. And, you know, the rest of that is history. Um, and I got to um, go on like a really short term mission trip to China. And I was like, I don't know. I, I just wanted to be open. Um, and after I decided to, um, I graduated, I decided to take a year off and figure out, you know, uh, what what are the options that are out there in terms of, again, that, that whole business mission field mindset. And I think what I learned that year is um, that work is missions and wherever we go, um, you know, we're, we're all called um, to be missionaries. And mm. so uh, I think I was able to... Um, realize that uh, the business uh, field and the workplace is is my mission field. Mm -hmm. So uh, knowing that, I, I think um, it gave me a lot of intentionality and focus to um, just know in the back of my mind, wherever I decided to go work, like that's where God's called me to be, mm -hmm. uh, to be faithful and to love my neighbors and to care. Uh, so you know, the, the first job that I landed out of college was uh, for Chicago Public Schools, which is a massive organization that runs over 600 schools in Chicago. Um, and I started there as an, kind of an intern slash executive assistant doing admin work for this random director. And <laughs> I had no experience. I just knew I I was organized, I liked planning things and um, admin work seemed interesting to me. Mm. Uh, and so I was there for almost about three years um, and it was, it was great. I learned a lot. And I mean, uh, you know, there, there were some hard moments too, for sure, when you're working for a government organization. and Like what? <laughs> lots of politics involved. Uh... Yeah. Uh, and so that, that was my first job out of college. And, uh, I felt like, oh, maybe this is my calling. Maybe this is what I'm meant to do, mm -hmm. um, to be an executive assistant and, and support, um, yeah, a leader who, uh, has a vision and wants to, wants to execute. And oh, you know, so, sorry, yeah. can I interrupt your story yeah. just real quick? Um, so, you know, you said you felt like, you know, this might be your calling and I'm. I'm assuming you're alluding to the fact that you really loved it. Mm -hmm. um, but like, what about it at that time where you like, this is my calling? Because like, you know, you ha it is, I feel like it is definitely because, you know, you have to be able to support whoever it is that you're assisting in a way mm -hmm. that is done well. And not everyone can do that. So what did yeah. you love about it so much? I loved, uh, I loved serving my boss. Mm. I love that um, he needed my help to stay organized, to stay um, on top of everything so that he could make a bigger impact in his wow. role. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it was, 
not just seeing myself like in the background doing random busy work, but it was like, it, it meant like me keeping him organized and keeping our, our team organized and making sure everything was running on track mm-hmm. um, so that, you know, he, he could help with, you know, these, these schools and um, making sure we were executing on important programs that mattered. Yeah, yeah. How did you like get a job like that right out of college? I just feel like that would be a competitive <laughs> job That's offer. A but... Great question. <laughs> so I found the job through a temp agency. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was very, very random. Um, and, you know, initially, like I, I did a couple of other temp, like really short term um, projects or like gigs or contracts for um, random companies in Chicago because that's that's where I was living at the time so I got to like you know just kind of hop around from like you know um, massive building to building inside the city and it was it was fun I, I felt important or you know somebody just kind of living that um, city life and uh, working in the city and um, yeah so that's how I randomly landed at CPS and and then eventually, uh, yeah, I mean, my boss and I, we we work really well together. He trusted me. Mm. And um, so with temp agencies, it's interesting because um, they they kind of, they own your contract. So technically, like the, the company that like you get outsourced to, they have to buy it out to actually like um, put you under their like budget and salary. So... I think about after like a year or so, my my boss bought out my contract, and, and then I was like an official like government employee. Oh wow, so, wow! Yeah. I feel like that says a lot, man. <laughs> okay, but favor. yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but you You're can good. continue with your story now. Yeah, so um, I was I was there like about I think two and a half, almost three years. And, um, and then I gave up my, my nice government job to get married and move down to Atlanta. Um, and, and then I was unemployed again for like six months. I had, um, I had no leads and, you know, looking for a job, it's like really hard. It's really stressful. You feel like you're putting your heart out on the line for every company that you apply to. And, um, you know, you, you feel so exposed and, uh, yeah, and it, it was kind of a, a hard season and, uh, someone I knew, uh, they were working at the Georgia Aquarium and they were like, Hey, we need, um, a coordinator to work in our sales department. <laughs> Are you interested? So I was like, ah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Um, I didn't necessarily have like a passion for the aquarium the or fish, fish or, <laughs> or dolphins, you know. Um, but at the same time, I was like, well, I, I might as well try it. Um, so I I interviewed and they obviously gave me the job and I, I took it. Um, and I was doing a lot more admin work too, just, just helping book massive reservations for companies and schools and um, tour mm-hmm. groups. And uh, yeah, it was just really supporting our our sales um, people who were 
kind of out on the field, um, you know, making phone calls, booking mm-hmm. these big reservations. And that was just kind of there, like executing. So for school reservations, we would print out all the tickets and like, you know, meet, meet the schools on the curb. And I don't know, it was just a lot of, um, a lot of busy work. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, admittedly, I, I got really comfortable. It was really easy, uh. but, um, but it wasn't really challenging either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I didn't really know um, where to go from there. And it's like, okay, well, well, maybe this is just the extent of my um, career path is just to focus on admin work. Mm-hmm. And so um, as Joe was transitioning out of the church that he was serving at, you know, we kind of had an opportunity to do whatever we want or, um, you know, move out of Georgia and relocate to a different city and, you know, just try something completely different. Um, and so I think the fact that we were so open, um, gave me just kind of an open mind to trying something new and, Mm um, and then, I know you had Jonathan on uh, not too long ago, and so Jonathan was working at the startup called M2M, and he had always told me about, you know, how much he loves his startup, and, you know, they they have all these perks, and they do all these things, and he's always talking about it, and I remember one day he was like, you should apply. <laughs> I was like, but I have no background, you know, and <laughs> And anything, um, I mean, it was a marketing uh, startup company and I had a background in marketing. So I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. I have nothing to lose. I remember I went to their job site and the only job posting that they had available was an internship position. So at this point, I'm wondering if I need to start over (laughs) as an intern. Um, At this point, timeline wise, I think I'm roughly like 29 years old. and thinking like, wow, like, am I really gonna start as an intern? Um, mm. And and then I applied, and I went in. I met with um, Jason, who uh, you know is is a mentor to both uh, Jonathan and myself. And uh, I met with him. He told me all about the company. And at the end of it, he was like, "So you want to work here?" <laughs> I was like, "Is this an interview? Like, what <laughs> what is happening?" Um, and I, I said yes, and I, I had no idea what I signed up for. And they're like, okay, cool. Like, we think you'd be really good at project management. And then I was like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was really confused. I, I came home, I started Googling project management, and, like, Joe signed me up for, like, a project management, like, crash course class. And, like, it was, um, I don't know, it just it just came out of nowhere. I had no idea what it was. Uh, and then day one, I, I came into the company and they're like, okay, well, like we need to implement this software, this project management software for the entire, um, team. And I think at the time there were maybe like 20 of us, um, and they didn't have a project management tool or like process and everybody was all over the place kind of operating in their own silos. And so where I got to come in was like, understand, like, from sales and like customer support all the way down to engineering and developers, like 
what what were priorities and mm. how to make sure we were getting things done um, and making sure it was the most important thing. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, like, you know, sales will be like, this is the most important thing. Sure. And, you know, it's it's to help close a big deal. And then developers, um, they'll, they'll see like a different, you know, definition of what's important to them. So kind of meeting everybody in the middle and saying like, this is the most important <laughs> and helping prioritize um, and keeping everyone on track. So uh, that was kind of the beginning of um, my project management journey. Yeah. So, so like, as so, you know, you didn't really know what it was going in and um, on your first day on the job, as things are kind of being explained to you, I'm curious, like, did things like kind of click for you immediately? Like, did you already feel like, oh, this is it? Or well, like, what? Because like, I think I'd be so overwhelmed, like, but that's just not who I am. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, like, what about, what do you think? Yeah, um, I mean, the story of my life, uh, my, and, you know, a lot of my friends know this is, I, I feel like I've always just gotten in, thrown into the most like random situations. <laughs> like like I'm at my tagline for <clears throat> every time I've started a new role is I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that's that's just been that's been my life the last mm. I don't know almost seven years. Mm. Um, just learning to. Um, be okay with uncertainty, even though it makes me kind of uncomfortable um, and squirming at times, uh, learning how to just assess the next step and figure out what what's what needs to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't necessarily need to know the whole plan or how it's been done before um, or where we're going, but um, just seeing what's the biggest need and assessing it and coming up with a plan to execute it. So yeah, yeah when, when I started at NCM, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but I just, I just knew there, I, I would just figure out a problem and try to solve for it. Wow. Um, and, and I guess it was a startup too. So they were mm-hmm. still figuring things out as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And with startups, like, Everybody wears like five different hats. Sure. Um, and so even while I was there, I was uh, helping with like our content marketing mm. and working with our clients. And, you know, I just got put on random, <laughs> random like projects and assignments. And um, yeah, it's again, just randomness and knowing how to um just figure things out. I think even when I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing, I think is, is how I've managed to come this far. No, but like, even though it was like, you had to wear different hats, like from what I'm hearing, like your experience at M2M really prepared you for what is to come because like having to wear those different hats and Jonathan shared when he was on, shared a similar sentiment, you know, like, you you just did everything and so now you have your foot in everything and you kind of know the bits and pieces and yes. um but yeah like that's so how how did your job evolve into what it is today after your mm-hmm. experience at M2M yeah um so oh, well okay let's see here just thinking back uh 
so after M to M, we we got bought out by another com- another marketing company, um, and then with that came like shifts in leadership. And the CEO of M to M went um, and took on another leadership position uh, at a company called Naranja, which was also a startup. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, the CEO called me and he said, oh, I need someone to run ops for me, director of ops position. And I was like, okay. He's like, are you interested? And I was like, so what, what is this? <laughs> you know? uh, I had no idea what I was doing, <clears throat> but, um, you know, I, I trusted, uh, the CEO and so, uh, I decided to transition away from M to M and came on board um, to help run operations. Again, it's that same theme of I have no idea what I'm doing, um, but it was helping my CEO execute his vision. Mm. And so um, it was interesting. <laughs> At one point, um, I was like trying to help um, launch like an employee engagement survey. It's called, it's called like an ENPS survey. I had no idea what that was, um, but I had to Google it and figure it out and come up with like, you know, the, the tool from SurveyMonkey to like come up with the questions and send it out to all these people and, um, and just getting thrown into random, random projects. Um, so I was there for uh, about six months, only six months. Uh, and then sadly, my CEO left. Um, mm. So once he left, the culture of the company started kind of tanking and um, and we had layoffs and morale was really low, um, which isn't too uncommon for um, startup companies. And I remember Joe was like, you should look for another place to work. Um, but you know, for me, like I have a strong sense of commitment and, um, grit. So I, I felt like I should Mm. just stick it out for a little. So I wasn't really open. And then, you know, Joe would send me all these job postings from Glassdoor, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it was just like message after message and I kind of ignore it. Um, and then, um, all of a sudden he's like, okay, if you're gonna, if you're gonna look at any of them this is the one you should look at. Mm. Um, so I was like, okay, fine. Like I will look at it. And I remember, um, I read the job description and it was for sale loft. Um, and I really loved, um, what they put on their job description, which is like, really? so yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, like, what can you say about a job posting right. <laughs> that can be so attractive, but I, I don't know. Um, I was hooked on it and I was like, okay. So do you remember any, like what it said? It was all focused on the culture. Okay. And, um, and that sounded really appealing to me. I see. Okay. Um, okay. Especially because I was at a company where the culture was like really tanking. Mm. Um, So I was like, all right, I'm going to apply. I mean, I don't even know if I'm going to get in, but why not? So I like brushed up my resume, put together a cover letter. I don't know if people even do cover letters these days anymore, but uh, I sent it in and I heard back and I was really surprised because in the past I've, you know, I've applied to so many jobs and 
No, sometimes like you, you wouldn't even hear back. Um, right. Wait, what was this, this position for at Sales Loft initially? Yeah, um, it was for a senior project manager. Okay. So okay. they were creating something called a PMO, which is um, a department called the Project Management Office. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, the person who was hiring for that position was just uh, a team of one. Uh, his his name is Nate, and um, he was technically the director of PMO, um, but it was just him, and um, he needed another project manager to come on, so he was looking for a senior PM. Uh, and you know, the the sales of hiring process is extremely rigorous. Um, <laughs> you you go through like a call with the recruiter, a call with um, the hiring manager. You'll go through. Um, I don't know. Uh, we have something called like a core values interview where there's two random people um, that kind of give you a culture interview and make sure you're a culture fit. Um, and I've that heard you... of these. I've heard yeah. of these. Like, and I feel like it's so like new age and like, new, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, what I mean by that is if I explain that to my dad, even though he no, works yeah. at a, he works like, at a what? company where he's very, like he has a title and stuff. And mm-hmm. I know that he doesn't do culture interviews. <laughs> <laughs> like I know he would be like, what in the world is that? But anyways, go ahead. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we, we have, um, they, they have culture interviews and, um, sometimes you end up having an interview with like one of the, um, like C-suite executives and it's, an extremely rigorous process. Um, and so I embarked on that journey and I had so much fun. It's so crazy to say it because I, I hate, you know, the whole job application process, the interviewing process. Uh, but with SalesLoft, it, it was just such a good experience. They, mm. they just made it so engaging, so personal, like people cared. And even the interview like the more formal interview, it's called a top grade interview. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not a series of like, tell me your strengths and weaknesses. You know, it's not the the typical interview process. What they do is they start from the bottom or the back of your resume. And they, um, they ask you like questions about like your, you. And, And so They'll be like, oh, like, why did you major in this? And tell me about your first job and what was that like? And basically it becomes a dialogue where you just tell your story um, cool. and you're not. Yeah, <laughs> it's very cool. Um, Is so this common a, at other companies? I think it's more and more common. It's called a top grade interview. So okay. if you search it, I think you'll you'll be able to find it. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of the process. And I remember I just enjoyed like sharing my story with, mm. you know, um, my, my future boss and, uh, it was, it was a really good experience. Um, and then, you know, um, surely enough, they called me and they gave me an offer. And, and so I started, um, yep. Working as a project manager came on, I had no idea what we were doing. Um, and, uh, oh man, uh, it, it was so much fun. Uh, cause my boss and I were just creating new things. Um, and he, he put me on some of the most technical projects where I, again, just had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I just had to lean into um, my, my team members mm-hmm. on the project. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about project management is you don't have to be the subject matter expert. 
and you don't have to know everything, like all the technical things. Um, because your stakeholders or your team members, they'll help you identify like what needs to get done. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I'm just by myself trying to figure out the whole project plan of what we're trying to do. Um, but the team will come together, you collaborate, you come up with the plan together. And then my job is just say like, all right, where are we with this? Where are we with this? Mm -hmm. When are mm -hmm. you going to get this done? This is behind schedule. And, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a very interactive thing. So yeah, so like it it sounds great, but I'm gonna be honest, it sounds a little bit stressful. Like especially oh, yeah. I feel like at a at a company that's as large as Sales Loft. Um so I have a few questions. Like yeah. um so okay, so one one of my questions actually is you started working at Sales Loft and you know, you said that everyone comes together and collaborates. Mm -hmm. However, like um you know, making sure people meet their deadlines and things like, have you had like conflict? I don't want to put you on the spot. Maybe you can't answer you this because you're going no, back you to work tomorrow. But like, have you ever had like, you know, conflict within that, like, you know, deadlines being met and then someone maybe like, hey, project manager, I can't get that done. Or I don't know mm -hmm. how it works, mm -hmm. but what, yeah, yeah what happens? <laughs> I think, I think people would answer differently than me um, because, <laughs> My boss used to tell me, like, Grace, you're too nice. And I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it's like, um, and I, I think for him, it's like, if you're too nice, people aren't going to take you seriously and things aren't going to get done kind mm. of thing. Um, and I think that's a common assumption that people make. Um, but for me, it's like, what's most important is the relationship that I have with each person. Um, and so if I know that someone is slacking, um, then I focus on that relationship. Um, and I, I try to reason with them and use, um, and meet them on their terms. So it's like, all right, Sean, we're running behind on this project. Um, you know, it's, it's March 2nd and, you know, this was supposed to be done a week ago. Um, and a lot of times these conversations happen one-on-one -on -one as opposed mm -hmm. to me calling them out in front of everybody sure, because right. I think that's not as productive, which yes. you can do. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll have an honest dialogue and say, hey, like, what can I do to help you? And what is a realistic timeline? And I want you to tell me when you're going to get this done and I'm going to hold you accountable to your word. Um, so you tell me, and then like, what can they say? Right. No, right. Right. I'm trying to help them yeah, do their right, job. Right. Yeah. So I think when they see it as a partnership and not like as someone top down trying to dictate what they need to get done, um, they meet you halfway and then, and then it becomes much easier to sure, keep them on yeah. track. Because right. then you're like, all right, you know, this is coming. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I know it's coming. And, and then they get it done. And yeah. um, I, I don't know, time and time again, that's that's worked really well for me. Okay. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that would, I mean, that would work better for me if you were like my manager in that way. I would feel like, I think I would be upset you know if you handled it any differently and so it would be hard for me to go to work I feel like so yeah, yeah. that seems why much wiser in, in your <laughs> approach um okay and then you said also like 
and several occasions where you started a job, you'd kind of be like, I don't know what I'm doing, right? And you end up doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I would imagine there are a lot of people, maybe even listening today, that um, have felt that way or feeling maybe even feeling like that right now. Maybe they've started a new job. Um, mm-hmm. How? So it's like you don't know what you're doing, but. I'm ass- like I'm assuming people have been helped you along the way. However, how did you like manage the, you know, just the expectation of the job? Do you know what I'm saying or no? Yeah, yeah, like, no, I do. Okay. Um, <laughs> my answer is lots of prayer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, I mean, because for me, even with Sailsloft, um, I know it was a door that got opened. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that I did mm-hmm. um, to get in because um, the chance of getting hired without a referral, without knowing someone on the inside is sure. 1%. Like it's, sure. it's impossible to get in. Um, and so I, I mean, you know, the, the fact that I found the, the position or Joe found it, I applied, I got in, like everything was so smooth. I just knew that you know, God was opening that door and this new chapter for me. And um, every time I get thrown into these uncertain situations, uh, I I truly get through it with prayer. And I'm always like, God, I I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I know I I really really don't. And um, yeah, it's yeah. just it's just faith. Faith yeah. is what um, gets me through. And I believe that God gives me wisdom to to figure it out. Um, and and I don't necessarily like see the whole thing, but you know, all of a sudden I'll be, I'll be thinking, I'll be racking my brain. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then all of a sudden I'll be like, you know, maybe I should try this. And I just Mm. get a random idea. Um, maybe I should do this. And, um, and then I'll lean into it. And, uh, and then it ends up becoming really successful. And, uh, Mm. and then again, I know, that that wasn't me, right. um, but it was, you know, something that um, the Lord enabled me to do and gave me the wisdom to do it. Yeah, and I think um, something you said just now to kind of sparked something in my own brain about, you know, you said it was it wasn't by like you know you didn't have a connection with Sales Loft, and it was truly God that opened the door. And I think even just knowing that it was God that did it mm-hmm. and being confident in your situation right now. It's like, Hey, like, even though I don't know the answer, I know God placed me here for a reason. So I'm not going to give up and I'm just going to have faith that the answers mm-hmm. will come. And I think, yes. you know, for anyone listening right now, it's like, I mean, you and I, I feel like talk about it all the time, just on a personal level. It's like believing that the situation that you're in right now is with purpose Mm-hmm. And knowing that God will give you the tools that you need to get through Absolutely. this current situation, you yes. know? Um, yeah, I guess. Yes. That's a- <laughs> yes. No, there are so many times where I literally tell the Lord, like, God, you brought me here. You right. have to take care of me. You yes. know, I'm like, this is your doing. Like, <laughs> um, and, and so, you know, I, I appeal to, to him and, you know, make, make, um, yeah, make, make an appeal to say, you, you got to take care of me. You brought yeah. me here. And so, you know, you got to give me the wisdom and the insight. Um, and and, he, and does. he does. Yes. Every time. It's awesome. It's awesome. 
Okay, and then my other question when you were talking that came to my head was, so you were talking about your time at the aquarium, you know, before yes. all of this, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I've I've been in those times where it's like, mm-hmm. what is happening with my life right now? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> like, what is this lull in my life like? Um you know, so like thinking back to your aquarium aquarium days, and you even yeah. you even said admittedly just now, it's like I was wondering, like, is this the extent of my admin life? And right. like, uh, okay, I I think my question is, again, I think there are probably people listening, like those post grad guys, <laughs> you know, like. Yes that are adulting officially and are like, (laughs) what is this life that I have right now? Um, Like, you know, but then, you know, this is where you are now today Mm -hmm. and God has brought you to this Mm -hmm. place. Like, um, could you expand a little bit on maybe your emotional or even just like psychological state during your days at the aquarium and Mm -hmm. then like realizing you know, you've come to a place where you're able to support your boss in the way to carry out his vision now, which you felt mm-hmm. called to in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's yeah, come yeah. really like full circle. But right, um, right. we have to go through those maybe lulls in our life before we yeah. get to where we are today. But yeah, like emotionally, like where were you at and how mm-hmm. were you able to kind of grit your way through it? Mm-hmm. So I think when I look back at uh, the Grace who worked at the aquarium. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I didn't necessarily think I was destined for greatness or to do more. Um, for me, it was, again, just, just being faithful um, every day, um, being faithful and just loving people and serving people. And so even my time at the aquarium, it, it like wasn't a wash, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like a waste of time. It wasn't even kind of a lull. It was just like, all right, I guess, I guess this is where God wants me to be. Um, And I'm called to love my coworkers and, um, and build intentional relationships with them. I still keep in touch with them, you know? Mm. Um, And so, yeah, it was just about being faithful to every day and just being grateful every day. Um, And I, I think that is what's carried me here. Um, and in some aspects, I think because I had that season, I know where I am today is, is a God thing. Mm -hmm. It's not because like I went to a prestigious college and landed an amazing job and, and then hence my career, you know, has just taken off. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of questions. I wasn't sure. I didn't know what I wanted to do, um, but it was just, you know, having a heart of gratitude and just being faithful and leaning in and just trusting that the Lord has plans for me and that he loves me. And that's where my identity comes from. And it's, it's enough. So, um, yeah, I mean, I look back at my time at the aquarium and I think career wise, it just seems kind of random that I was (laughs) there when I look back. Um, but at the same time, I, Again, because I've I've been through that season, I know where I am today is mm-hmm. not something that I've achieved uh, with my acumen, but it's just, you know, God just being faithful. Yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. 
So, um, what do you like about your job? I mean, you named a lot of things, but what is mm-hmm. the best part you feel like? Best part. <clears throat> best part is when something gets done. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> there's so many meetings, so many discussions. Sure, um, yeah. And so much planning uh, and so much thought and so much like so many late nights. Um, but when we're able to achieve really good results, especially like for our customers who, again, I see it as, you know, a way of serving these people um, when they're able to realize success and results and you know, return on investment. Um, that's like so gratifying. Yeah. And when they experience it, like they're also grateful. And um, yeah, when, and and when people are grateful, I I feel awesome. Yeah. I feel like I've I've helped them and helped them, um, yeah, realize impact. And yeah, gets me really excited. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, you've mentioned like, you know, being able to carry out vision and impact people's lives. And um, it reminded me of another question I wanted to ask you is, um, you know, you mentioned that you wished you had known about project management when you were younger. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe, you know, I'm curious, like, are there, do you feel like there are certain like attributes or characteristics or personality traits that you feel like are strengths in your job or like very effective in what you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think soft skills are extremely mm-hmm. important. Um, the, and it bleeds into like EQ, emotional intelligence, as well as communication skills, that relationship building. Um, I, I think Project Management Institute would say that 90% of project management is communication. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I, if, if anyone's interested in project management, I think those soft skills are um, extremely important to be successful. Okay, that's good to know. So if you are a person that is a good communicator, maybe this is something you might want to look into. Um, But, you know, before I end our time together, I usually ask people, um, is there any advice that you'd give somebody that is um, maybe thinking about project management? Oh, Mm -hmm. and also like, before we go into that, like, is there anything you would have done differently if, I mean, I know that obviously we've talked about how God's control and sovereignty has been over your life and there's right. nothing you maybe would have done differently, but yeah. maybe if you have, you had known about project management in college, uh, I, I, is there like something you study or do you know? <laughs> uh, I think you could study, uh, oh shoot, I just forgot. <laughs> it's okay it's okay yeah um (laughs) there there are majors though like even industrial engineering or uh, certain yeah certain backgrounds that I think help you um you know kind of get your foot in the door I see okay um, Okay. into project management yeah okay would you do you think you would have done that uh, I, I do. I did wish like that somebody would have told me what industrial engineering was sure, or yes. yeah, cer- certain majors that would have led me into project management. Um, yeah, I, I remember thinking, I wish somebody would have told me this was a thing and yeah. this is a career <laughs> path and this is how you get there. And, um, yeah, I, I, I had no idea though at the time. So. Okay. 
Okay, well, yeah. So do you have any personal advice? It doesn't have to be about project management, mm-hmm. just yeah. life advice in general. <laughs> just, let's see. Um, I think when you care and you love people, um, you're, you, you, you do end up becoming successful mm. um, because, yeah, people, people will care back. And when you're able to care for the same thing and you have a common goal, um, you're, you're able to accomplish a lot. Um, but also, you know, the relationship piece is, I think, the most important. Yeah, that's great advice. It's really good advice that, that no one actually has given so far. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, in, in all um, honesty, I think uh, that's something that many people forget, you know, especially in a time where, you know, we're told to be the best and fight for what we want and, and yeah, just take it, sure. you mm-hmm. know, and it's so easy to just forget that people have feelings and right. they have pasts, you know, and they have a parents and you know just they're they're just like us but you know um yeah I think that's really great um I know I said that was the last question and I'm so sorry but I really (laughs) I find value in this conversation because um you wear a lot of hats as well you know and I'm curious and I think other people would want want to know too you know as a mom of two Mm -hmm. um and oh (laughs) uh Another occupation, it's an occupation, really, a pastor's wife, um, you know, that hat and working full time. Like, yeah, like, how do you do it? Like, what are like, I guess I'll just ask like this, like, what is one of your biggest like obstacles Mm -hmm. in kind of wearing all three hats? And how do you (laughs) like? How do you do it? I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I no, feel like I know question. the answer to the last part. How do you do it? <laughs> but um, like the first part, like what is like kind of a major obstacle for you as far as like, I mean, you know, because you have a hundred percent of you is required with each hat that you wear. You know, it's not yeah. like you give and take a little bit from right. each thing. Right. Uh, biggest obstacle is always me uh, mm-hmm. because I expect perfection. And so then I stress myself out. I, yeah. And then, and then I feel like I'm burning out and then I feel Mm. like I'm letting everyone down. Mm. Um, So that's that, that mindset I think is my biggest obstacle. How do I deal with it? Um, I've learned to not be perfect. I've learned to let things fall. I've learned to um, fail and, um, and just embrace it. And mm-hmm. it's okay. Um, but in that process, I've, I've learned how to prioritize what's most important in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it's not my family. Um, and that's where, you know, Joe and I have to make sure we're on the same page and he can cover um, when I need help. Um, and, you know, then be able to prioritize, you know, a client meeting at 8pm or, um, yeah, just kind of leaning into asking the Lord, like, what is the most faithful thing that I should be doing right now? Um, and and just committing to it. And sometimes I have to let other things drop and 
sometimes I have to let people be disappointed mm. and uh, I just learned that that's okay. Yeah, it is yeah. okay. I've, I'm also learning that it's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, well, Grace, thank you so much for your transparency today and this conversation that truly for me as your friend was extremely insightful. I learned so much about your job and what you do, (laughs) even though it's so stressful um, for me to hear about. Like, I know you handle it well, but for me, I always get like, oh my gosh, like, how do you do everything? (laughs) But I think um, I learned so much about project management and um, how much you love it. You love it, right? I do love it. Yeah. yeah like, isn't it's it like labor of love? Yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect term for it. It's perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you again for this conversation today. Thank you, Blair. Yeah, of course. Um, it was an honor. So you guys, if you have any questions about project management, I know a person and she's great. Her name is Grace. So please uh, feel free to contact me or I will um, get you a way to contact her directly. Um, you can DM us or you can email me at podcastwigu at gmail.com. Uh, thanks, guys. Until next time. Bye. Bye.